0: So we're up to part three of our series called Great Jewish Life, and um, today's, uh, today's she'er is going to be on the topic of choosing the right community. Um, choosing the right community is obviously one of the most, uh, most important decisions that a person can make uh, in their lives. Uh, just like the uh, house that a person buys, everyone always says, is the biggest investment that you'll ever make. So the community that you choose to live in is the most important uh, life decision, perhaps, because it really uh, will affect everything, where a person spends their formative years, where a person is able to raise their children, where a person is able to uh, to be a part of a shul, a part of a... Of a base uh, all of those things have a very uh, important, major impact on on everything in our lives. Our lives are definitely changed by the community in which we are we live. I want to just start with a mishnah at the end of Pirkei Avos. Very, very uh, interesting mishnah. A lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, Mefarshim deal with this Mishnah because it's a little bit hard to understand but we'll, I think if we understand it correctly we'll be able to take a tremendous lesson from it the Mishnah says that Rabbi Yasi ben Kisma said Pamachas hayisi mahalech baderech, once upon a time I was walking on the road ufaga bi adam echad and a certain individual meets me, encounters me he gave me a, a greeting. And I returned him the greeting. He said to me, Where are you from? What place are you from? What city are you from? I said to him, I hail from a great city. In my city, there are a lot of tamidachachamim. There are a lot of seifrem. There's a city of, uh, of sages. Amarli, Rabbi, Ritzayncha she'tador imano bimkaimeinu. Would you like to live with us in our city? He's making him an offer. He's a, a regular person who came from a certain city. He meets the great Tanner of Yesi ben Kisma. He asks Rabbi Yasim Rabbi, where are you from? He tells him, I'm from a very from place. I'm from a, you know, a very Ir Gedailah, Shachachamim, Seifrim. I have a tremendous uh, community of Tamidachachamim, of people that are Makir And then he makes them the offer Would you like to live with us in our city? Ritzain HaShetader Imanu Bimakaimenu. Dani eten l'cha, to sweeten the deal, in case you say, well, why would I want to do that? I'll tell you why you'd want to do that. If you agree to come to live with us, eten l'cha elef alofim din I will give you thousands and thousands of, of pieces of gold, din golden coins, and precious stones and pearls, You'll mamish become a millionaire. If you come to live by us, I'm going to give you a really sweet contract. We'll give you a. You'll be set for life. You'll have all that you need. You won't have to worry about Parnassa anymore. It's going to be amazing. You just come to live, live where we live. Excuse me. Even if you agree to give me all of the money in the world, you make me a trillionaire, dar I will only live in a place of Tyre. That's, all, that's the only place I want to live. I'm very happy where I am. I don't want to live in your city. I want to live in my city. And then the Mishnah continues how important it is to, uh, to learn Tyra, bringing down a lot of Pesukim about the importance of learning Tyra. But the question that should bother us about this Mishnah, Rabbi Yisrael Kisma, is that, is this Mishnah saying that you can only live in Lakewood? Is that what the Mishnah is trying to tell us? That if you live in Lakewood or you live in uh, a Passaic or, uh, I don't know, Yerushalayim or B'nai Brak, then you're good. That's a city that's full of chachamim and uh, and seifrim. But uh, you know, you never, never, you never want to go like to a little city out of town where there aren't so many Tamit chachamim. You don't want to go to a place that doesn't have Chalb yisrael milk. You don't want to. You don't want to go to a place that doesn't have uh, you know all of the uh, the amenities that you're used to in a terror community. Is that the takeaway message from this mishnah? Why did Reuven and him? So adamantly refused the the person Lachayer was making him a, a he was genuinely wanting a, a, a chashav a rav to to be leading his community. <laughs> they needed a rav. What's wrong? What, why is the Rebbeis Menkisima like so adamant about no? Even if you give me all the money in the world, I'm not budging. I'm not moving away from my entire community. That's so insular. right? That that's insular. That's not. Uh, that doesn't. Uh, that's not what we're used to understanding. Normally you go to places to, to help Jews. He had the opportunity to go to a community and, and be Makarav people there and build Tara and build a shul and and give Shi'rim. So what's why is that such a bad thing? You only can go to a cluster of you have to stay within a cluster of Tamidakhachamim or else or else you're finished? Like what what's the takeaway from this Mishnah? So I once saw, I don't remember who said it, but I think it's so pasha that this is a pshat in the Mishnah, and we're going to obviously be able to apply it to us. That listen to the Lashin that this Balabais tried to entice Rabbi Yasi ben Kisma with. Rebbe, would you like to live with us in our place? The the message that if you put your ear carefully to the to this mishnah is that this person had no intention of bringing Rabbi Yisib ben Kisma into his community to elevate him and to make him the the mayor the asra the person who is going to lead their community. It's like we need a rabbi but you're going to live with us, meaning we're going to bend you to our will. We're not going to bend ourselves to your will. We want you to move to our community. We're going to stay the same. It's our city. Make no mistake about it. We have our own set of rules, our own set of values, our own religious um, bar that we set for ourselves and we're comfortable in our, in our current uh, space and we're uh, in our comfort zone. And we need a rabbi. Every community needs a rabbi. So you would come in and you would live imanu bim You would live with us in our city, meaning we wouldn't, we're not gonna be living with you we're not going to be stelling to you. We're not going to be raising the standards of our religiosity, of our Yerushimaim, of our Chinechabonim by your standards. We're going to expect you to conform to our standards that we have already. That you will be Lauderi Manubim Chaymeinu. And to that, Rabbi Yehsevin Kisma said that even if you give me all the silver and all the diamonds and all the cash and everything that I could ever want, I will not budge from Makam Taira. A Makam Taira doesn't mean that it has to be a city that has a million kailim and a million yeshivas, a million tamid A Makam Taira means that it has to be a place that the community has a rav, has a has somebody that they look up to, that they admire, and that they conform to his his deis and his shitas, and he's the one that's 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 creating the new standard for the community. That you go to a community and you understand that there's a Rav here, there's a Mahadasra, there's a Rebbe, there's somebody that that we can raise our own values and our own our own sights. For who we will be, and who we, who our children will be, who our wives will be, who the, who, what type of of kashris will we have here? What type of 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 rabeim, of, of of elementary schools, of high schools, of mivayis, of beis Of what what are the standards going to be? That's set by a rov. That's not set by a community that you know that the that the community itself is deciding their own these own directives, but they are being. They're willing and able to understand that there's a Das Taira, that there's a Rav that they will answer to and that he will be, be calling the shots in the city. If you have that type of community, then that's a community that is a Makam Taira. It might not be a big community. It could be a very small community in an out-of-town part of, uh, you know, of America or of Eretz Yisrael or in your, wherever it may be. It doesn't need to be you know, a, a metropolis of Tyre, but it has to be a place that you have a, a, enough of a of a community and a community that understands what Tyre is all about and understands that there is a Rav and the Rav is Chashev and the Rav is a you know is a Ben Tyre himself and he wants to raise the community. That's a makam Tyre. That's the definition of a makam Tyre. Rav Hutner has a has a letter that he wrote once to, uh, he had a Talmud who was the Rav in a shul, and it was his tenth year as being Rav. So Rav Hutner didn't, he wasn't able to attend the dinner in, in this Rav's honor, but instead he agreed to write a letter that would be read by the dinner. So the, it's a beautiful letter, and the, the, the gist of the letter is that Rav Hutner says that in most towns, even today, they have what's called a a clock tower. Sometimes you see it on the top of a city hall maybe. Here we have in Queens on Main Street on top of a bank. There's a beautiful bank uh, not far from here by Main Street and you'll see there's a clock on top. And, but a lot of communities have it. Sometimes just like a little stem that goes up and there's a clock on top of it. But most communities in one form or another have like a like a Big Bend type of thing, but obviously not that big, but a tower that has a clock on it so that so Ravondar says, why is it that the clock is always, like, really high up? Like, make it lower. Like, why don't you put a clock over here? Why do you have to put a clock up, you know, up there? So he says, the simple shot is that people will be able to see it from far away. So if you're standing, uh, you don't have to, like, mamish be standing in front of it to tell time, but I'll, if I'm if I'm uh, half a mile away, I could still basically see what time it is. That's the up shot. Ravondar says that But that's not really the pshat. He says the pshat is that if the clock would be very low, so every single Tom, Dick, and Harry that would pass by the clock would say, oh, it's 9.15 on my watch, but this clock says 9.17. So they would start touching the big clock and moving the big clock to the 9.15, because that's my clock. I'm calibrating the community's time based on my time. And then the next guy's going to come, oh, the clock's a little fast. He's going to move the clock to his time. And then the next guy, every single guy is going to start moving the clock to conform to his own watch. Now that it's raised, that the clock is raised, now everybody in the city is going to operate on the same exact time because we all have one standard time. And that's the time that we can, all, we can all agree upon because that's the uniform time in the city. He says there's different types of rabbonim. There are some rabbonim that they are like that low clock. They're a low <laughs> clock, meaning every single person that comes with a daya to them. Okay, that's you know, if, uh, let's say a, this, a very important balabas comes to me, and I'm I'm on I'm basically getting paid by the community, right? And and the, the rich balabats in the community are the ones that support me and support the shul and support everything. So let's say a very wealthy balabas comes to me and says, you know, Rabbi, I I feel. That you know that there should be a different uh, you know that our yeshivas should have a, this standard of teaching. Or we should, we're learning too much lamedikayi. There's not enough or vice versa, whatever they're saying. And the rabbi is going to what, what's he going to do? He's going to going to say no. I'm arguing with you. You're gonna, he's going to get fired. So he's okay. I'm going to change it. So so one guy comes over, he changes the rabbi in one direction. Another guy comes over, he changes the rabbi in a different direction. The rabbi every day is just being being changed because everybody's looking at their clock and they're, they're changing the rabbi based on their time. But a real community, a real, a real tzibur, has a Rav, and this is why he was complimenting this community for taking his Talmud and keeping him for 10 years as their Rav, that they understand the Rav is the clock tower. He's, a, a, he's the elevated person that everybody has to conform to. So the rub says something and that's what we do. The rub says that this is the type of cash risk that we're accepting. That's the type of cash that we're accepting. I but uh, I don't care what, what what the community thinks. The rub is the one that says it. You might think it's not the smartest business move. It's going to be too costly. It's not but the, if the rub says something that's what that's what you follow. The mechitzah should be this high versus that high. There should be, a, you know, this type of kiddush on Shabbos, that type. Of, yeah, talking and davening, no talking and davening. That shouldn't be a discussion. The rav is in charge. The rav is the one clock that everybody looks up to, and they set their own hanhagas and their own kiyemamitzes and their own chumras and their own kulas based on what the rav says. And that's really the type of community that a person should be should be considering moving to when that day comes. When there will be that day, and some of you are are closer to it than others, but whenever it is, this is not a she'er for today. This is obviously, you know, this is something that is is to be bookmarked in your minds for when that event happens. And when you're married and you have to sit down with your wife one day and say, okay, we want to buy a house, and uh, where should we move? So how do you make these decisions? What 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 are the criteria that you're looking for? So, the one criteria, the primary criteria that you should be looking for, is not necessarily the size of the community. You don't have to move to like a well-established community and find you know the most uh, the the community with already a robust. Uh, you know, amount of people, uh, you know, a Teaneck, uh, Five Towns, a Lakewood, a uh, uh, Bergenfield, uh, you know, Passaic. These are very well-established communities. It's wonderful to live there. But you don't have to live there. Let's say I don't want to live with a, I like an out it's too expensive. I want to move it out to, to, to an out-of-town community. It's, I like the slower-paced life. I like, I don't need the hustle-bustle. I like having parking spots. I don't like, you know, alternate-side parking. I want to just live like a normal life. So that's fine. That's fine. You don't have to go to a, to a huge Jewish community. But the community that you go to has to be one that has, that's a makam taira in the, in the way that we're defining it today. A makam taira based on the fact that there is a kehila. The kehila has a rav. And the rav is respected. And the rav is the one that, that people look up to. And they're not using their rub and winding them up and saying that we need to do this with you, we need to do that with you, and you have to play tennis with us on Sunday mornings, and you gotta go golfing with us, you know, on Sunday afternoons, and we gotta go on a fishing trip on Sunday night. Like, that's not what a rub is. A rub is not supposed to be your bowling partner. A rub is supposed to be a rub. A rub is supposed to be like somebody that you admire, that you look up to, that he's the, he's the religious, Leader, He's the person that you go to for advice and for guidance. And uh, when, you need, when you need to raise your children, you need a good advice, you know, what are the standards that he's setting? What are you, what's he telling you to do in terms, of, in terms of technology in your home? What's he telling you to do in terms of how to be with your children? What's he telling you in terms of uh, the way you daven, the way you learn, a night seder in the community? All of these things are very, very important. If you can find that, then go wherever it is. But if you're going to go to a place and it doesn't have that, it might have a lot of nice people, young people, but if it doesn't have a Kehillah of B'nai Aliyah, people that are really genuine, genuinely looking to grow, then it's not a community that you, should, that you should be going after. It's not a community that you should be considering. I was once in, um, in a certain community, I won't say which one, for Shabbos. I was like a scholar in residence there, and, and uh, it's an established community. But the the place that we were sleeping, there was uh, the the balabas who who was my host. I came home like late at night. We ate out at somebody's home, and then we came home late at night. It was like it was in the winter, and I was already like I was tired. I wanted to just go to sleep. And this, you know, this balabas, I think he's a psychologist. Um, he was like in his study. I passed by. I thought I'd just like maybe take a safer look at. It. He was like sitting sh- hunched over his Gemara and shteigen. I was very impressed. I, so I started talking to him. I said, like, what, you know, how are you inspired to, you know, to do this? Like, it's Friday night, you had a long week, it's probably late for you. I'm exhausted. Like, why are you not sleeping? He says, what do you mean? He says, we have tests. Every Sunday morning we have a test on the Gemara that we've been learning this week. We have a night Seder with hundreds of people here. And, and everybody's expected to be tested I have to, I have to do well on the test on Sunday he doesn't get anything if he does well on the test he doesn't get a software card he doesn't get a, you know, a trip to Disneyland he, he's, he's just doing it because it's a, it's a community that the ruach in the community is one that we want to stay I don't care what I'm, that I'm not, not full time in Kailo and yeshiva anymore but I want to be in yeshiva even, even when I'm not in yeshiva it's a beautiful thing. It's an amazing thing. That means that the father is steiging, he's in his fifties, he's steiging. His wife is steiging because he's, she sees her husband she's so proud of him that, you know, that he's still he's still in Kailal even though he's he's working for twenty-five years. And and the kids see their father falling asleep at you know, over his over their Gemara and they want to do the same. They also want to steig. That's something that's that's very, very enviable. That's a community that that you'd want to be a part of, as opposed to another community that that's not the ideals. That's not why people are moving there. People are moving there because they want to live the good life. They want to they want to have a hundred restaurants on the Main Strip, and they want to be able to you know to, to do what they want when they want and live a very high life. Lo- and I'm not putting it down. God forbid. It's it's you know it. Every everybody has to know what they need, but if you want to know my <laughs> my humble opinion about like where a young couple should should set their sights and move to, I'm not looking in terms of the sheer numbers of people, but the 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 dreams, the aspirations of the people that live there. What do they want? What's their what is their what is what do knights look like in that community? Is there a night seder? Is there is there a Ruach of Steigen? Are they trying to like Finish something? Are they trying to make Siumim? Are they trying to, to build taira, to build yeshivas? There's a, there are certain places that you you go there and you feel like that. There's something very palpable about the community. There's a ruach elikim chayim in that community. And then there are some communities you just feel like it's a beautiful community aesthetically. It's gorgeous, but like you don't feel you don't feel that people have their their head on straight regarding you know yiddishkeit, regarding what they should be aspiring to. And so it just becomes, you know, a road of like, you know, just let's raise our kid in a certain environment and let's get, get through this and, uh, and just pamper ourselves. And, and it's good. It's fine to do that also. If you're, if you're from and you're Shem mm-hmm. R'tah far be it for anyone to criticize that. But it's, I don't think that that's a little chathila. I don't think a little is that a person should be going to a community just because it's a nice community because, because it really has a major impact on on a wife, on a husband, and on children, where you're living. It don't think for a second, well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm a good learner, so I'm going to be able to live in any community, and I'll be successful. I don't care where I live. It's so not true. It so seeps in to the environment. Even if you're not affected somehow, your wife will be affected. Even if your wife is not affected because you're both living in a bubble, but your children, they go to yeshiva, they go to school, they, 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 it gets rubbed off on them the, from the other children in town, what are they doing? What are they? What are they? What are their aspirations? What are their pastimes? What are they? What are they talking about? What are you know? What's? You know, I have a, a child who went to a summer camp this summer, sleepaway camp, and, you know, I thought it was a from sleepaway camp, and, and I, I knew it was because I had many Talmudim them, you know, I used to be a rabbi before I started in Lander. I was a rabbi in high school. In Brooklyn, a very very good high school, and the best guys in that high school sa- went to this camp in the summer. So I felt very comfortable sending there, but it seems like it, it like got watered down over the years, and it wasn't. It's not what it used to be. And my son told me, he says I learned things in that camp that I never knew before I went this summer. Like I got an education. Like you, would. it's a very dangerous thing. You go and you're very mushwa from from your friends, from your from, from the ruach that you live in. Children are extremely. Uh, easily uh, affected and so you can't get a perfect community it doesn't exist that you're going to go to a place and it's a hermetically sealed community it's going to be just like idyllic, it doesn't exist every community has its problems and every community has its Yetzars and every community has its kids at risk and every, it's, it's, it's inevitable, that's a given unless you're going to buy an island somewhere and just live there with your family alone it's a given that you're going to be. That's, we're not looking for a perfect society but you have to try to find a community that that you, your wife, your children will be will be able to really to thrive and to flourish and to feel like you're you're doing what you there's Shiurim and there's and there there are things that we're doing together as a community and there's there's there for men and for women separately and there's and the children have, you know, different things that they could do and, and that the community cares about about raising children and these are things that you can't really put a price tag on. Rabbi Yisrael ben Kisma understood that I feel nicely called I'm not trade, I got one life to live. Why should I why should I settle? Should settle on a Shraqa community to make because it's 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 lucrative for me? That's what I am here in this world for a couple of years to make some extra money. I wanna I'd rather forgo the money, forego the opportunities, but at least be able to to live in a muckam taira if I can. If you can't, obviously, if you're a Rav and or you're in chinuch and you need a job, so you take a job wherever you can. But I'm talking about all things being equal. If you have an equal opportunity to, to be in, in, in different places, this is what you should be trying to filter the decision through. Is it a makam Tira? Is it a place that my wife will be from, that the tzniah's level is, is acceptable for me and, and beyond acceptable? And that, that the, there's shiurim, there's, there's there's growth. You feel the growth. And that's something that, uh, that, that, that's the number one. And then, of course, you need to know what you need. If you need uh, certain amenities, it's very hard for people that are used to, that grew up with uh, kosher pizza stores. And, and, you know, to get, and then they go out of town and they don't have that. It's, it's very hard for them, I know, because, you know, but some people like it. Some people say, I don't, I, I don't like the pressure of always having to go at I like the fact that, you know, we're home, we're eating our own food, we're making our own pizza, you know, there, there's something be said about that also. But you obviously have to know what you're looking for and what your, what your, what your needs are, and, and don't try to be meiser nefesh and try to, like, go down, but you shouldn't try to go, go too up in the Gashmis realm either. And Baruch Hashem, we're living in times that there are many, many very good options out there in Eretz Yisrael for sure, but in America, um, you know, there's a lot of these small communities that are opening up uh, that have been opening up over the last 20 years, Waterbury and uh, uh, Clifton and a, uh, uh, Bergenfield and, you know, all these outside of Lakewood. There's many, you know, Tom's River and there's, there's many, many different new communities, West Hempstead, uh, Inwood, there's a lot of places. The problem is that the real estate has been going up so fast and so high that it's really, really hard. To, to afford anything. That's why we're suffering in yeshiva. We used to have, you know, back 10, 15 years ago when it was still expensive, but it wasn't like it is today. So a lot of our alumni would, would stay here and they would buy homes here and they would, uh, or at least they'd rent here for many years and they would, they would be able to daven here on Shabbos and learn night satyr here and, and they were really still part of yeshiva. They'd come to dafyaim here every day and it was, it was, it was great. But then there was like this explosion of prices, so we, everyone got priced out. So now very few people stay because they want to buy a house and they can't afford it here. So they started to buy in West Hempstead. Now West Hempstead is very expensive. And, you know, so there, peop- there will be always a need to be somewhat of a pioneer to start new communities. And you should be willing to start a new community. But it has to be a community with like a critical mass if you're going alone, you think you're, you know, you're going to be able to – it's not a good idea. It has to be you're going with a chevra of B'nai tair, You know that the place you're going has like-minded individuals that are looking to grow and looking to, to really steig beyond, even if they're not in Kailal. Still, they still want to learn a night seder before davening and have a serious davening. You know, those are, there are communities like that, and there are communities, as we speak, that are developing – but this is something that you really have to think through because it's not a little decision. It's not like, okay, if we don't like, we'll move. It doesn't work that way. Generally, the place that you buy is generally the place that you stay for the next 20, 30 years. And people don't move so much unless they have to because of their job. So it's not a decision that, it's not as severe a decision as marriage, but it's, it's a pretty severe decision. It's pretty important. And you, you don't really, you have to really try to get it right the first time and uh, and and try to find a place that you can really that is a makum taira that you'll that the the consensus is not. That you say to a rav, imanu bim That we're looking for a rabbi that can, that we, you know, that can be on our level and that, and will will answer to us and will be in our beck and call and will take orders from us. It has to be a place that you understand that there is direction, there is guidance, and there is love and there is there is there is a community, there's a sense of values that we have that we share, and that is a type of community that uh, that we should all be uh, to be a part of. Uh, next week we will uh we will continue with the fourth and final uh, uh segment and that 's going to be a question and answer so you can either come and uh you know think of questions and answers before you come or perhaps you're more comfortable if you don't want people to know that it's you asking the questions you can either uh can okay you can you can send uh you know whatsapps or uh or emails, I guess, to uh, Rafal. He's the captain of this, uh, of this, uh, this Chabura. And uh, Mir Hashem, uh, hopefully, you can ask anything that you want. I'm not saying I'm going to answer it, but you just feel free to ask at least anything that you want. And thank you so much for coming.